Welcome to the Young Professionals Shorts, or as you may hear us call it, YP Shorts, where we explore the journeys of successful young professionals from a range of industries. In this special series, we bring you an in-depth interview with our guests who have achieved remarkable success in their career. To make the most of the insights and experiences that our guest has to offer, we've decided to break these interviews down into a short series of episodes. Each episode will focus on a different aspect of their story, giving you a chance to absorb all the information and truly understand what it takes to thrive as a young professional in Lancaster County. We highly recommend listening to these episodes in chronological order as they build on each other to give you a comprehensive view of our guest journey. From their early experiences to their most recent successes, you'll gain valuable knowledge and practical tips that can help you take your own career to the next level. So whether you're a young professional just starting out or a seasoned veteran looking to stay ahead of the curve, this series of the YP Shorts is for you. Tune in, listen, and learn from the inspiring stories of our guests, one episode at a time. Let's dive in. So could you tell us what's one or two key lessons that you've learned over the past few years with your TCP network, whether that's TCP in the morning or any other podcast episodes that you have? I think I've learned to have fun. Everything doesn't have to be so serious and wound so tight. That's a part of my journey and getting to know myself. (laughs) I can be very like a type personality. So definitely learning to relax more, learning to just have fun. I think we're so business, business, business. No, it doesn't have to be like that. So that's the first thing that I've learned. And then also, I think the other thing that I learned was that in order to build great relationships, I think you need to have a great relationship with yourself. Because when you're building a business or when you're building anything, it requires a lot of you. Like even for me, even today, you know, had to work, had to pick up my daughter, had a dentist appointment, had to be here. And at any given moment, I could have been like, oh, my goodness, this is so much. So just, you know, remaining calm and being appreciative of the journey enjoying the journey even on those hectic days enjoying the journey on those crappy days enjoying the journey and when it's most easy on the good days enjoying the journey i think it's so profound in the sense for younger professionals like myself who struggle with even a sense of what we have now termed imposter syndrome and i'd love to hear your advice on how do you show up in spaces authentically yourself Oh, I just show up. (laughs) I just show up because I'm either going to show up two ways. If I'm not showing up as my authentic self, then I'm like super quiet and in this shell. And, you know, I'm not allowing you to see me. So I'm either going to be one or the other. And I choose to be the other because I would rather enjoy that moment. If I'm open, if my heart is open, then I'm open to receive whatever, whoever, you know, the good that can come. But if I'm closed off, if I'm standoffish, I'm potentially blocking my own blessing. And I'm not about that. So if I'm going to a situation, I'm going in there open mind and open heart. I don't even care if me and my husband just had an argument. I don't care if my child just told me I was a bad mom. When it's time for me to show up in that moment, I need to show up open heart in that moment. And having to transmutate that energy, having to let that thing go, leave it there so that I can be able to receive what's next. What was the moment or maybe series of moments for you where you realized that's what needed to happen? I think just living my daily life and just being mindful. Like, I think sometimes we're just like living. Oh, I get up. I do this. I do that. But are you checking in with yourself? Are you really happy? Are you really feeling good? You know, 
What's going on? And really being able to stop and check in with myself. And I think, honestly, if it wasn't for the postpartum, I wouldn't even necessarily be the person that you see in front of you today. Because I always thought I was conscious and aware of my emotions and feelings. But I hit postpartum and it was like, this is something that I wasn't even prepared for, like emotionally. And I thought I was somebody who knew myself. So definitely just being in tune with yourself. And I know it sounds crazy and I know it sounds very, you know, this is what everybody says, but that's because it's real. It is very much so real. And I'm going to leave you guys with this. The same thing I tell my kids, whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. Simple as that. I love it. (laughs) I love the advice. I love the advice. And, you know, speaking of advice and thinking of, of the young professionals network that we have here at Lancaster County, how do you see young professionals as a catalyst for positive impact in Lancaster? Oh, my goodness. They are just so full of life. You know, I'm a millennial, so I definitely want to say we all out here just doing our thing. But I think that the young professionals, I think we're in a groove where not only do we have ideas, but we're not afraid to move forward with those ideas. And that's the difference between a dream and a reality. When things happening in your mind and then everything's actually like happening in the present time. And so being able to have an idea, say, oh, I got an idea. I want to do this in doing it. You know, when we first got here, one of my first activities that I started doing were my therapeutic parenting groups because I said, well, let me change my mindset. Let me do something that interests me. So I started doing my therapeutic parenting groups at Claire's house and that just filled me up. And it started helping me to address my issues and start changing my mindset and start talking differently about the town and in the community. So do it. If you have something in your mind, do it. One of the reasons why I think me and my husband, we do the things that come to our mind because I'm afraid that God's going to take it away and give it to somebody else. And then they come out with all these blessings and it's like, oh, that was supposed to be for me. And I don't like feeling like that. So definitely if there's an idea in mind, I'm like, oh, no, we got to work on this because, you know, God's going to give it to somebody else and then they going to get everything. So... <laughs> If you have something in your mind, work on it, do it. Don't have imposter syndrome. That is not real. That is not real. That is just the other part of you, you know, good angel, bad angel. That's that. That's that. So just flick it off. Tell it to STFU and just make it happen. Go get your dream. Go get it. Javar and I joined the chamber around the same time about two years ago. And we both joined when we were kind of in this emerging from the pandemic stage. And we weren't quite in the office all the time. We weren't quite doing in-person programming. And when we had the opportunity to do in-person programming, I feel like I became a different person. And it was like what I thought I should be when I worked for the chamber or who I thought I should be when I worked for the chamber. And it took me until I guess the fall last year and I was standing up and introducing someone and I just had an epiphany and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stand up here like this and talk to you like I would talk to someone and be fully myself. And I appreciate you because I think that you have given me just another level of affirmation in showing up in those spaces, just being myself. And that helps me to overcome that other voice, that imposter syndrome, that other me who is saying, well, are people going to take you seriously? You look like a child. Are you really supposed to be here? And so thank you for that. Thank you for that good reminder. And I think it's encouraging for people to understand like there is space for you out there, your full authentic self. Yep, absolutely. And I think what it was for me, especially is being like, I'm just all these things that don't work. Like I'm a black woman and I'm a black woman from Philly. 
So now I'm supposed to be certain things. I'm supposed to be angry. I'm supposed to be, you know, easily agitated, impatient, all these things. So when I show up in space, like there was a time when me showing up as my authentic self, when I would be confused and I would be like, I can't be this happy. I can't be this smiley. I can't be doing this. I got to be angry. I got to have my chip on my shoulder. I got to be standing. I got no, I don't want to be that person. I just want to be me and I want to be comfortable. And once I realized that that's what I wanted and that's what made me happy and that's what made me feel good. And that's where I'm going to be at. That's when I was able to be more me, you know, every day, all the time, not just when I show up for a networking event, but even if I'm in my house. Even if I'm around my relatives, you know, I'll hear my sister say, oh, why are you all smiley? Ma'am, because I don't have to live in this. I'm not living in a town where I got to be worried about somebody trying to send my car to the gas station. That's why I can be this happy. And that's okay. That is okay. If you are a happy chipper person and somebody calls you Joe, you go be happy chipper person. It doesn't matter what people are saying. If they're hating on you, they're just mad because they can't be happy because they can't be content because their life is trash and they're upset with that. And it's just coming out on you that way. But it has nothing to do with you. Nothing. One of my most favorite books that I read is called The Four Agreements. Great book. Everybody should read it. It's about totalic wisdom. And one of those things is don't take things personally. People are dealing with their own stuff. Even when my husband, he'll walk around and I'll think like, oh, is he mad at me? Then I had to check myself and be like, Psh, it ain't got nothing to do with me. Right? Like, <laughs> He's got something going on there. <laughs> right? And you need to have that with folk. You know, oh, is Jim mad? Or, oh, well, I ain't heard from some old day. Why are you going there? You put that in your own mind. You told yourself somebody was mad and then you fed that thought with more other ugly thoughts. And I don't want to live there. And I don't want to be that person. And that person's not welcome here. So get to know yourselves, people. Get to know yourselves. I love that advice. And one of the things that I was thinking about as you were talking through that, some feedback that Ashley and I get is that it's a lot harder not to dilute my culture when I'm in Lancaster. That's why I go to Harrisburg. That's why I go to Philly. That's what people will tell us sometimes that in Lancaster, it doesn't feel as comfortable. And they'll tell us that sometimes the events that we have don't feel as comfortable. What is your advice to people who say that they don't feel comfortable in Lancaster County bringing their whole true selves to the table? I'm going to say this as nice as possible. That's on you. Who told you that? Like, literally, there are articles about this town being welcoming and it's this and it's that. So you have the opportunity to show up as your whole self. If you are choosing not to, that is a conscious decision that you've decided to do. That is something that you've decided to do to yourself. The whole town has encouraged you to be you. You decided that wasn't true. And and in fact, that it was false and you're not going to do that. And then that is on you. Like, I love wearing my earrings. My black is beautiful. All that. I love wearing those earrings, my T-shirts and stuff like that. And I used to feel like that. I used to feel like, oh, I can't wear these earrings outside. I can't, you know, not here, not in Lancaster. It would be crazy. It would, you know. And then at some point I realized that if I choose to wear these earrings or if I choose to wear this shirt, if you have a problem with it, you have a problem with it. It has nothing to do with me. You know what I'm saying? People are always going to have a problem with everything. If you see a woman with big boobs, you're saying like, oh, she should cover up. If you see a woman with short hair, oh, she should grow it out. If you see a woman with, you know, her feet is like, oh, her toes aren't done. I mean, people will complain about anything. So you just show up and just be you comfortably and authentically, whatever that looks like. So I'm from Philly. So you know what? I have seen some of the most confident people walking around looking to what I would assume to be a mess. 
your feet's not done, you're ashy, all these negative things, right? But they are walking with the most internal sense of self-confidence I've ever seen. So it doesn't matter what anybody else says or thinks. First of all, it's none of your business. You being concerned what other people think about you, that's none of your business. You need to be concerned with what you think about you. How do you see yourself? How is your sense of integrity for yourself? And then you go out there and you be the best version of yourself. So if you're saying like, oh, I can't do that, you're making an excuse. So then whatever other issues you have with the town, that's going to help to feed that. Oh, well, you know, every time they do that celebration, you know, I can't wear this. Oh, you know that I can't like feeding it. Like, come on. So again, get to know yourself. Because I had to realize when I was feeding my version, oh, Lancaster, I had to, oh, hold on, you're feeding it. Hold on, you reel it back. But it's a conscious decision. It is a very conscious decision. Me and my husband, we've been married almost 10 years now. And we've been together like 18 years. So to be together with somebody that long, it's a conscious decision. To be the best version of yourself, it is a conscious decision. And my husband hates when I said this, but I say this to my kids. I was like, it takes as much effort to be a bum as it does to not be a bum. Like, it still takes energy to be a bum. There's a level of effort energy that you got to give, that you got to put out there, that people got to know about you, that they're going to learn about you. That takes energy, too. So don't think that it's easier to be a bum than it is to be successful. Because all these things require pieces of you to show up requires you to say act and do certain things so which version of you do you want to show up perfect perfect thank you for that we have one more question as we close which is a big picture question what do you envision for a thriving lancaster county oh man well so first of all i would definitely love to see some of these abandoned warehouse buildings full with some like black owned brown owned businesses like ruby love or the honey pot or stuff like that where they're like manufacturing things i think it would be really good for our community so i definitely want to see how we can get some black owned manufacturing businesses into our county long term i also think it'll help with like jobs and employment and things of that nature because we do know when people of color have jobs where they are employing people they hire more diverse work people versus businesses that are owned by white people so I would love to see more warehouse, large businesses owned by people of color to help with the economic push that I think we need here. Also, I would love to see the arts continue to grow here. More showcases, maybe some more black owned galleries downtown, not just Pava. Pava's on Christian Street. So if you have not been to Pava, please check it out. It's owned by Miss Jerry. So, yeah, getting some more businesses here and definitely helping to sustain the ones that are already here. That's great. And I think I speak for the chamber when we say that we want to ensure that we're doing our part to make that happen. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for us is making sure, as you said, we call ourselves a welcoming city. Are we doing the things to make ourselves continue to be a welcoming city? That's where our focus is, the here and the now, but also the future to say, we want to look back at this episode 10 years from now and say, look, Whitney, Look yep. what's happening throughout this yep. county. Oh, we said man. it was coming. Yeah, oh, that it would is. be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Infuse that city attitude through the county and make it a truly welcoming and inclusive space. Yep. Well, thank you again so much for being here. Really appreciate it. My and pleasure. We'll drop a bunch of links in the show notes about TCP, the rock cohort, things that you can get engaged with. And yeah, stay tuned. Thank you, Whitney. No problem. Have a good one. Thanks for listening. Friends. Thank you for joining us on this podcast journey. You can find out more about upcoming Young Professionals Network programs by following us on Instagram at YPN underscore blank chamber. Subscribe to What's on Tap Lancaster on Apple Podcasts, 
Spotify, Google, or your preferred podcast listening platform to stay up to date on our episode releases. Like what you hear? Leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. We are grateful to Millersville University's Titus Irvin and Blake Harvey for scoring the show. What's on Tap Lancaster is hosted by the Lancaster Chamber's Young Professionals Network. Written by me, Ashley Glenzer, produced and edited by Chris Sarnock, owner of KM Zen Creative, and recorded by Triforce Pro Audio Solutions. Stay inspired, Lancaster.